What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Brave Work Podcast. Uh, Pedro here. I hope you're doing well. It is 8.10 p.m. on a Wednesday night, and I did not plan to do a podcast. Uh, But I had something on my mind, and today's a little different, but I just wanted to share kind of openly right onto my phone, voice memos, lit an amazing hearth in hand sugared birch candle which my wife and I love um I don't know why I just like plugged the candle you know what I mean like you should go get hearth and hand candle with magnolia anyway it's a beautiful candle just not the point of the podcast um I want to talk about being tired and I'm not I don't have notes I don't have some big grandiose plan tonight but uh I want to just share with you kind of a very honest podcast Uh, Just like right from my heart to your ears and hopefully to your heart if you'll receive it. And uh, I think it might be helpful for some of you who are trying to create in the pandemic or post-pandemic, if we're even in a post-pandemic, I don't know that we are. Uh, I think we're still pretty heavily in the pandemic. Um, But in this mode, in this atmosphere, in this moment that we are currently in, It's a very strange moment. It's a very difficult moment for many of us, especially uh, creatives, people who are trying to live on purpose, with purpose, with clarity, uh, with courage, with discipline. A lot of our rhythms, our routines are jacked up and uh, life feels a bit different for all of us on many different levels. And so I don't by any means want to take this next few minutes that we're going to get together and dump on you all of my feelings and emotions. That's what Uh, I believe prayer and a wife and uh, close friends are for. So I'm not going to do that. But what I am going to do is let you into the essence of what I would be processing with uh, my wife if she was home right now. She's out right now with uh, my mother-in-law and running some errands and doing some things, helping some friends. And many of my friends tied up. So this is a bit of a little bit of a, you know, we're we're family right now. We're going to just kind of go deep on, on an idea, one word, one simple word. Uh, One word that has probably stopped more creatives dead in their tracks than any other word, in my opinion. Um, More people trying to live on purpose have gotten this word has has come up in their journey at some point or another. And it's the word tired. Tired. If you hear noise in the background, it's my ice maker on my fridge. It's, It's producing ice. We don't use the ice. Barely once a week do we use ice. I just thought you should know that. Um, tired, tired. What an interesting, an interesting thing. So I was sitting, I was sitting, let me just give a little context here. So I was sitting, I was, I was watching a movie, right? I turned on a movie. I don't ever do this. If you know me, I'm not a movie. Well, I love movies. I shouldn't say that. I don't, I don't sit very much, sit still watching a movie. I'm always kind of one of those, like I either want to be doing work that matters and like intentional, or I want to be taking care of my body. I want to be out running. I just, I love that stuff. And it's not, it's not pride. It's not like, oh, I'm, I'm like, strong. (laughs) It's funny to even say that. I just love the way I feel. Feelings, right? I love the way I feel when when I'm in a routine, when I'm in a flow. And I've noticed something recently about being tired that is a bit new for me. And so let me me just try to back up a little bit, give us like a 35,000 foot view on this relatively short podcast at 8.14 p.m. on this Wednesday evening with my hearth and hand candle present. Um, you have physical tiredness, right? We have physical tiredness. We have emotional tiredness. We have relational 
tiredness right now. Maybe uh, in this season, some of you have um, hard conversations, political conversations. That's that relational stuff. Or maybe family going through a rough time or somebody's been sick or uh, somebody's some aunt or uncle annoys you a little bit, whatever it is, that's relational tension. So you got physical, emotional, relational, but then there's this like other type of tired that we don't really talk about a lot. And I say we, I mean like we collectively as a human race, we probably don't talk about it enough. And it's, it's, it's a soul tired. And I know soul, for some of you, you might hear that and be like, soul, right, soul, so spiritual and like ethereal. Uh, But I think we can all agree, if we can agree on this definition of soul for the purposes of this Brave Work Room to Grow podcast, which I hope that you are leaving room in your life for growth at all times, because I think it's one of the, if I can use this word, my wife and I say this a lot, but it's one of the sexiest things about a human being is when they're constantly open open to growth you know they're opening their heart they're opening their mind they're opening their emotions they're opening up their conversations uh their posture and their presence in conversations to say hey i i don't know everything and i want to learn and i want to grow and i think sometimes we get to a place where our soul by definition mind will and emotions mind will and emotions mind will and emotions our soul can get so tired because our soul is sort of like a conglomeration uh, thing. It's, it's not just one compartment like soul, spiritual, we're floating in the atmosphere. No, it's, it's actually more close uh, to our consciousness and our, our mind, our will, the choices we make, the things we desire, and our emotions, the things we feel, both through a historical lens of how we were raised and through a present cultural lens of how we see the world and where you live in the world. And so this soul has almost like many different on-ramps, which means it can be sort of infected or uh, informed by many different outlets. This is why we should guard our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. I want to go through each of these and I want to share with you just off the top of my head right now. No no notes, no big no big narrative I'm trying to follow. Just just from my heart. And so if some of this is clunky and you're like I don't really get it, it's it's okay. But I think you're going to hear some things that might be really helpful in the next 3 to 5 minutes. Physical tiredness. Let's talk about that for a second. Physical tiredness. When I'm physically tired, there's something that I began to do over the years that I've learned about myself that when I'm physically tired, I just sort of go back and I look at my previous week. And I go, what did I say yes to that was just ill-informed? Like I just didn't pause long enough to go, you know what, that sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. But I have something the next day after that. And then I have a meeting the next day after that. It's really important to me. And man, the next day after that, I was supposed to like really go help this person. You know what? Maybe I should say no. So one of the key things I've learned about staying physically rested, it's examining my schedule from the week before and going, what did I say yes to that it should have been overwhelming no? And I want to be clear. doesn't mean you just say no to every time somebody asks you to do something. And it doesn't mean you say no 
to just the bad things you don't want to do just because you heard it on a room to grow podcast it's like hey this is going to help me grow i'm supposed to say no to stuff i don't want to do no i will not help you wash your dog all right or whatever take out your trash or help my neighbor or whatever help your mom oh you should these are good things but what you should do is make sure you and this is the phrase i I love this phrase it never gets old live with margin live with margin and you know one of the great tools for living with margin this is crazy word two letters no (laughs) it will help you so much stay physically rested when you just say no when you review your schedule and go, I should have said no there. You know what? This week I'm going to practice saying no to some things. Now, some of you have personalities where you're like, I can't say no to good things, especially good things like movie night. I'm not saying no to movie night, man. The hang uh, with these guys. Like, I love these guys. I'm never saying no to that. Um, I'm, I'm not going to nitpick your schedule and tell you what to do. I'm just going to tell you that in the journey of you chasing the things that you feel most moved convicted and important to your heart and to your life and to your purpose, you're going to have to say no, especially to good things. And the closer you get to your purpose and walking in your purpose, you're going to have to use this word even more. No, 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 no. You're going to have to use it in many ways with many different tones. Sometimes you're going to have to be a little bit more firm with your no. And sometimes you're going to have to be gentle. (sighs) I'm so sorry, but no. And however that looks for you, and wherever you are in the world listening to this, I just want you to know that no is not a bad word. You know, when you're a kid, you know, that was a pun, I think. When you're a kid and you're learning about drugs, elementary school, I learned about drugs not from like drug dealers, like from cops. They came to our school and they had this thing called D.A.R.E. And I don't even remember the whole thing stand for. But the, but the idea was don't do drugs. And the phrase was just say no. Like they didn't even want to educate you on like, well, there's some drugs you should probably do. No, you should not. You should just say no. And I'm telling you that if there's something that is going to physically, potentially physically burn you out, and get you tired, and get you anxious, and get you worn down, just say no. One of the other ways you protect your physical body is through routines. Routines. I'm big on routines. If you talk to me, you know so much of my life is in an effort to stay on track with my routines. Some of you are like, that sounds horrible and robotic. Like, who are you right now? That sounds terrible. I think if you did a day in my shoes, maybe I mean maybe maybe you would hate it. I, I could be actually wrong, and you'd just be like, "No." <laughs> oh man, this candle's giving me life right now, guys. But I think if you did a day in my shoes, day in my life, I think you'd be like, "Wow, this is like surprisingly like autopilot," and I have a lot of bandwidth in my mind for creativity, for ideas, for love, for my son, for my wife for my friends. I have a lot of bandwidth. I have a lot, usually a lot to give. Um, Why? Because I have routines. I have rhythms. Some of you who are musicians, um, I know so many musicians who the only time they live in rhythm is when they're playing music. But then the rest of their life is chaos. It's like jazz. No one can understand what in the world they're doing, including them. So I want to encourage you that rhythms are not bad. Rhythms are the school of formation. 
Rhythms are the way we say I'm committed to this thing, to this idea, to this future that I must live into that no one around me can fully see, including me, but I can sense it to such a degree that I'm willing to build rhythms into my life to see that possible future become a reality. Routines. In your routine, make it routine to say no, to say, no, I, I need to rest. No, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I, I had something else planned. And some of you are like, well, what if I don't have anything else planned? Well, you should plan something. <laughs> plan rest. That can be a plan. That can be on your schedule. I plan my rest. I know it sounds crazy, but I plan my rest. You know what? And all week long, I never have to think about when I'm redlining and I'm pushing hard in, in my physical body, in my emotional body, in my soul, and I'm pushing hard towards content and creating and websites and shooting videos and getting up at 4 a.m. to drive down to Orange County to go film something, to release this, to do the 10 days of purpose, to do all of that. I never have to think about, man, I, I hope I get some time to rest. Cause I'm just, I'm, I'm burning, I'm burning out. I can't, I can't keep going like this. No, cause I know Saturday's coming. Saturday, we shut it all down. We shut it all down. We take a full day. We rest as a family. We enjoy each other. We smile. We laugh. I call it the day to learn where the freckles are on my son's face. To memorize him. To memorize my wife. To detox from the week. To let go of my need to be seen on social media and be heard and to have emails coming through and to be viewed as important. No, that day is for the detox. It's for the letting go. Build routines. Build rhythms. Literally go on your calendar and look at your week and go, how do I build in a healthy tempo? If you're a musician, this should be easy for you. How do I build a tempo that leaves room for margin and creativity and spontaneity and how do I build rhythms that doesn't just get me to my chiropractic appointment or to that meeting, maybe just barely on time? Maybe it gets me there 45 minutes early so I can just take a walk and breathe. Or maybe call someone who I know is going through a hard time and just say, hey, I carved out some time for you. How are you? Do you know how meaningful that is? You know what routines will do? Routines are the way you guard your purpose. Rhythms are the way you guard your purpose and you stay away from burnout and living tired. So that's physical. That's physical, right? Those are all physical things. I have a wind-up routine and a wind-down routine. If you join us December 1st through the 10th, I'm doing this thing called 10 days of purpose. One hour each day for 10 days in a row. December 1st through the 10th. You should mark your calendar. You should join us. It is the most comprehensive work I've ever put together. Uh, my book took me, I don't remember exactly how long, but I think close close to a year to write. My wife helped me a ton on that process, and it still took me close to a year. Um, and this will be more comprehensive than that. It will help you go from, I have no idea what I want to do with my life, to I think I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And now I have some tools to walk it out. So I'm really excited about that. And that was a shameless plug for 10 Days of Purpose. Go to pedrolatore.com for more, P-E-D-R-O-L-A-T-O-R-R-E.com. But in that, that, those series of talks, one of the things I'm going to talk about is rhythms and rest and routines, but specifically a wind-up and a wind-down routine. Psychology and science and all of these amazing 
uh, disciplines are teaching us now more than ever about the importance of shutting the brain down, winding the brain down. Many of you lay down on, at night in your bed with your phone in your hand. I've done it a million times. I've done it. I probably did it this week. And so much of science is saying like, yeah, you, you shouldn't do that. And here's all the reasons. And I'm not going to go into all the reasons. But think about what should a wind-up routine and a wind-down routine look like in your life. So basically what I'm leaning to in all of this as I transition into talking about now emotionally tired, which is a totally different ballgame, right? Totally different ballgame. I'm talking about designing, intentionally designing your world. Have you ever sat down and just intentionally designed your life? Or do you live just sort of, ah, I just want to be spontaneous. I'm making up words tonight. Just the candle. It's getting in my head, you guys. I just want to be spontaneous. I just want to like let it go. I just want to go with the flow. I just want to, I just want to live. I just want to live. Listen, it's not, if you're trying to chase purpose, if you're listening right now, you're like, I want to chase purpose. I want to lean into, I want to lean into my deeper why while I'm here on planet Earth. The, the moments and the, the years and minutes I get on this planet, none of us are promised. But I want to lean into my deeper why. If that's you, then I want you to know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk directly to you and I'm going to say some things now that you probably need to hear. Now, if you're here and you're like, no, I, I just, I'm working a job that I'm skilled at, I'm not super passionate about, but I don't really care. And I'm cool with that. Listen, I love you. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're listening. But this is not for you. What I'm about to say is not for you. Now, to those of you who said, I want to live on purpose, here's what I want to say to you. That's my dog. She's barking at someone. She might still continue to bark. Hey, don't bark at people. Be nice. Be nice. So she might keep barking because there's somebody outside making a lot of noise, but it's totally fine. We're going to persevere. For those of you who are listening, I want to encourage you with this. You have to take responsibility for your life. You only get one. So why everyone, while everyone around you is going, no, it's totally fine to live this spontaneous life and just have fun and just live every day and take it as it comes. Like That's great for everyone else around you. But if you're trying to live a life of purpose, it doesn't work that way. Living a life of purpose is having values and having clarity and having focus. Now, focus does not mean not having fun. It's actually the opposite. When you live focused, you actually see where you have space for fun. And when that space arrives, you can be fully there. And you're not thinking about where else you need to be and what else you need to be doing in that moment. So let's move for a minute and let's talk about emotional exhaustion or emotional tiredness. And I'm not going to stay on this one too long. I think you already know, especially coming out of a pandemic or being in a pandemic you probably have a lot of feelings about this, but I want to say when I'm emotionally tired, I find myself either processing too much, I'm like over-processing, or I'm actually not processing enough. When I'm emotionally exhausted, it's that I'm either saying too much about myself and I'm talking too much about myself and I'm thinking too much about myself and I'm feeling too much about myself and my world and my art and my creativity and my family and my purpose and my... Or I'm not opening up enough. And sort of this emotional pressure builds and the teapot of that begins to sound in many different ways. And when you're in that state, there's some very clear signs that you're emotionally exhausted. And for me, some of those are I'm easily agitated by noise. When I'm emotionally tired, I'm easily 
agitated by noise. I'm overly sensitive. I find myself sitting in silence, working in silence constantly. This last week I did 16 hours, almost total 16 hours of my of my week of work. Um, I did 16 hours of my week in complete silence. Complete. Now, I'm not saying like, oh, so you had like a little background noise, like a thing going on or like that. And or you put in some 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 audio on your thing or the podcast or, you know, no, like I'm talking about complete, utter silence. When I'm emotionally drained, I don't want to hear anything else. (laughs) So it's important that you pay attention to this. And it's important that when you're emotionally drained, you ask yourself, am I processing too much? And maybe that's why I'm emotionally drained because I don't have anything left to give. I'm emptying myself. Or am I not processing enough? Am I bottling? Both can leave you emotionally tired. Well, then how in the world do we put it back in check? How in the world do we find buoyancy if either kind of can mess us up? I'm going to give you my secret sauce. This is my secret sauce. And it may not be helpful for you. I actually don't know if it will be. I'm going to tell you what helps me though. It's one word, serve. Find someone to serve. Now, doesn't mean you have to go do some grandiose act. Doesn't mean you have to go build them a house. But find somebody to serve. Find somebody in your world who's needing something and they can't repay you. Now, you might be like, what in the world does that have to do with my emotional health? For me, a lot. For me, when I get outside of myself, even just for 10 minutes, 30 minutes, coffee, um, recently, actually a buddy of mine who listens to this podcast quite a bit, who I've had the privilege of being friends with and, and doing life with for, for quite some time here in LA, he, he called me or messaged me, I think text messaged me and just said, hey, I'm in the process of moving from this place to that place. Would you be available on that day to help me? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Just, you know, if you're listening, uh, this is just real talk, right? I didn't have time. I didn't have time. That day I was supposed to be completely shut down. I was going to do a rest day. I was going to had all these things. And I, I told my wife immediately when it came out, I need to do that. That's good for me. I need to do that. And she was like, yeah, totally. Now, what I'm not doing in this podcast is trying to say like, hey, guys, look at me. I did because for every one of those I've gotten right in my life, I've got a hundred to tell you about how I got it wrong. Like legitimately, not even being humble. Legitimately. But this day I said, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I'm going to do that. And somewhere in the process of moving boxes and sweating and going up and down stairs and laughing and telling jokes and how are you? How's life? Oh, can you hand me that box? You know, that whole thing. I forgot about my emotions and I forgot about stuff that was bothering me. And I forgot about my fears and my longings and my desires and my hopes and my dreams. And the fact that I'm living in a one bedroom apartment with my wife and son because of, well, COVID. I forgot. Something about serving gives us something beautiful back, a gift. And I think it's the art and the gift of forgetfulness, self-forgetfulness. And maybe it doesn't sound like some big grandiose idea to you, but I tell you what, when you are emotionally drained, go find someone to serve. Go, Go find a cause to serve. Go find a soup kitchen to serve. Go find somebody. And it can be as simple as just FaceTiming someone and saying, how are you? And then letting them talk and just listening for an hour. You don't have to agree. You don't have to disagree. Just, just, just be there. That's an act of service. Maybe it's buying someone a coffee in line somewhere, an act of service. 
Somebody you don't even know, a perfect stranger. Maybe it's tipping someone 100% on your coffee. You want to get a weird side eye, they're going to go, does he either have, he either has fat fingers and he hit the wrong button. He was playing a drum beat on the, on the pad and it, he hit the wrong, but it's, it's just serving. Serving frees us of our own worries and concerns and just for a moment gives us the gift of self-forgetfulness. And when you are self-forgetful, I think you have the potential to tap into your, some of your most creative ideas. When you just let go of the things that are you're holding on to, or better, I like to say, that are holding on to you, you find yourself a little bit more buoyant, a little bit more light. And in that state, I think you'll find yourself curious and wonder will creep back in. And when that happens, great things are possible. And if nothing else, even if you get nothing out of it, you serve someone. You made someone else's day better. And there's a feeling of that that is so good. There's a feeling in that is so freeing. The other type of tired that I've been very aware of <laughs> in the middle of, uh, well, let's just be honest, the crazy, turbulent political season is relationally tired. And I'm not going to talk about politics. I don't need to be another person out there doing that. But I will say, um, relationally tired is a unique kind of tired. It's a very unique kind of tired. Because if you're not careful, if you're relationally tired and you blend relational um, exhaustion with emotional exhaustion and maybe even physical exhaustion, you'll be very quick to write people off. You're going to be very quick to go, you know what? I don't even need you. Why do, why are we even having this conversation? You know, what? I'm deleting your number. Matter of fact, I just unfollowed you on every platform, including TikTok. You know what I mean? Like you're that person. Why? Because you're relationally completely exhausted. You're relationally done for. So when you feel pulled on from others too much or needy people in your life too much and you don't have physical rest and emotional rest to bring to them and you can't serve them, what you'll find is you'll start writing people off. And I see this a lot. I see this a lot and that's why I feel led even now as my brain is sort of got this web of thought going right now and it's sort of just streaming out you see this happen a lot in people when they go oh you don't align with you don't agree with me you don't think like i think and you forget because you don't have any emotional bandwidth you don't have any patience you don't have any physical uh uh energy <laughs> literally physically you don't have energy physically because you're exhausted your rhythms, your rest, your routines, your wind-up, wind-down routines, there's, there's not any. So you're just tired physically and then emotionally you've been processing or over-processing and you haven't been serving other people and getting outside of your own head. And so then you pull up to said relationship and have said conversation and it ends painful. It ends hurting both of you on some level. And you get to what many people have coined <laughs> pretty pretty accurately in my opinion cancel culture oh you don't want to uh, no i don't want to talk i don't want to work through this Are you kidding me like i don't have time for this you know how hard life has been been in a pandemic i don't have time to just sit here i'm done with you and you'll be quick to write people off but you also got to pay attention like i said to those people who maybe are just too needy that they're emotionally tired or they're physically tired or maybe their soul is tired and they don't know how to get whole 
And so they're pulling at you in a way that makes you exhausted. Well, Pedro, what do I do? Do I just write all those people off? No, serve them. Those are the people that you now have emotional health and physical health to serve. Now, what I'm not saying is serve them all the time so it drains you. No, no, no. Serve them a little bit of that health that you have within the rhythms and routines that you've created and they'll be better for it and you'll be better for it. All right, soul tired. And then I'm, I'm calling this a day. I'm not going to spend too much time on this one. What does it mean to be tired on a soul level? Well, I would say that it's the culmination of all of those things I just mentioned. Physically tired, emotionally tired, relationally tired. Rhythms and rest out of alignment, processing and over-processing, not serving other people, deep exhaustion happens. And there's a saying my father taught me after him and my mom uh, divorced when I was young and somewhere maybe, I don't know, eight, nine years old. Um, he had gone to counseling when I was younger and he said, son, I learned something. I was in counseling. We were trying to work on our marriage. And one of the things that the counselor told me was that if you're ever hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, you should stop. And ironically, HALT is the acronym, right? H-A-L-T, HALT. Stop. It means to stop. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Hunger is physical, right? Anger is emotional, could be triggered by a relationship, but it's an emotional feeling. Loneliness is an emotional feeling, and tired can be all of them. So when I'm talking about a soul tired, I, I think the best thing I can tell you, if you feel tired on a soul level is stop. Stop running. Stop thinking it's just going to get better. Stop acting like it's not there. Stop acting like it's not nagging at you, like it's an itch you can't scratch, like it's something in you you can't quite satisfy or reconcile. I call being soul tired uh, the inability to close the circle of life. Now, that may sound very artsy, so allow me to explain. It's the inability to complete any thought that passes your mind. Like you can't close the gap. Why? Because I'm, I'm physically tired. I'm emotionally tired. I'm relationally tired. I'm politically tired. I am drained on every level and I can't take it anymore. And every thought that passes your mind, you can't quite come to grips with. And then we call that anxiety, being anxious, being anxious. Why? Because we're tired. We're worn out. We're exhausted on every level. So I just want to encourage you that it's okay to stop. Now you might be like, you don't understand. I can't just stop. I have a job, right? But you clock in at some point and you clock out at some point. No, no, no. But you don't understand. I'm on like all the time. Well, then there might be part of the problem. Yeah, but you don't understand. Like I have to make a living. Like I can't just... Well, if you have time to listen to this podcast, I guarantee you have time to set aside for five minutes and to assess your soul and go, where am I burning myself out physically? Where do I need to protect myself with some rhythms? Where am I wearing myself down emotionally? Where do I need to process and who do I need to process with a little bit more? Where am I over-processing? Where am I dumping my emotions on other people around me that they aren't really ready for or ready to process with me on where am I not serving? Maybe I should serve. Like I'm just telling you it's okay to stop and take an assessment. Just take an assessment, right? 
astronauts do it. People that go to war, they do it after a heated moment or an interaction or a jolt in the plan. Something happens, something unexpected, something expected. doesn't matter, but when your emotions rear and everything seems to be just kind of like right there on the surface, all of your being, it's okay to assess yourself. Pay attention to the way your body feels. Start there. Oh man, I'm holding my shoulders up. Maybe I'm like angry. Maybe I'm tense. Maybe I'm frustrated. Maybe I'm overthinking money. I'm gritting my teeth a lot. Why am I doing that? Maybe people are making me mad. Like, Just be aware of your body. Be aware. Your body will tell you what's going on in your soul. Matter of fact, there's a saying I love that sometimes to get to the soul, to get healthy in the soul, we have to give the soul time to catch up to the body. Some of you are going so fast in the physical realm, you're going, you're going at such warp speed that you're going to have to stop long enough to give your soul time to catch up. You see, the, the soul sort of trails behind our physical being. The mind, will, and emotions sort of trail behind. They, they sort of are clunky. They're clunky. They're like walking with a two-year-old who just learned to walk and is like, Dad, wait, hold on. Oh, there's a balloon. Squirrel, right? That, that's, oh, tripped over. Would you trip over? Nothing. I just tripped. I don't know. I can't use these feet. Right? That's our emotions. And you've got to give your emotions some gentle love. Give them time to walk in the cadence of your chaos and maybe consider slowing the chaos down with halt, stopping, using the word no. I need some time. I need some time to be still. I need some time to tame my scattered mind. I need some time to journal. I need some time to turn on a voice memo and begin to talk to it. It's one of the ways I find sanity all the time. I just turn on a voice memo and I start talking. Why? Because the moment I turn it on, there's accountability. You may not understand this, but when you turn your phone on and you hit voice memo and it starts to record, it takes up space on your phone. So I automatically feel the need to just open my mouth and go, okay, I'm not going to waste too much space. So I just start talking, kind of like I'm doing now. I just start talking. And what's crazy is I'll start realizing all these things I felt that I didn't realize I felt. Maybe that interaction with that family member that deeply hurt me. But I've been, you know, I'm a man, I'm grown up. That I can't talk about that, you know? Or, or my son and how I was a little too impatient with him that one moment, that one day. And all of a sudden, it all catches up to me again. Or how I haven't taken my wife out on a date in a while because I've been so focused on providing that I forgot... I've forgotten that providing isn't just about money, but it's about love and romance and joy. You see, sometimes stopping, saying no, gives you space to recover the real you. The you that you want to live from. The soul that is buoyant, that is healthy, that is at ease, that is at rest. And I just want to encourage you, friend, if you don't have anybody to talk to, if you're like, no, I just, I don't, I don't know who to talk to. You got a voice memo on your phone, probably. Start there. You got a notepad and a pen. Start there. You got a hearth in hand, <laughs> magnolia sugared birch candle. Start there. Light that bad boy up. But in all seriousness, get alone. Because on the other side of you getting alone is this sort of quiet version of you that doesn't need to be, um, doesn't need to be scared. That just wants to be open and wants to be seen and wants to be 
understood. And some of you that might be listening to this, some of this language, you're like, wow, this is like, I don't, I'm not used to people talking like this. I'm used to being hard and like, you know, tough and like, just do it myself. Just want to encourage you, man. Like your greatest creativity is not going to be from faking who you are. Your greatest creativity is on the other side of you emptying yourself so that you can truly see what is worth being and is worth doing. And we can't get those out of order. We got to understand who we really are before we can step into who we are really meant to be. I pray that you take time, take time to replenish and restore your soul the best way you know how. For me, uh, I'm unashamedly a Jesus follower, and that is where I replenish my soul through prayer, through meditation, through conversations with God, through running and talking with him and listening to him. That is where I find my deep soul rest. But I know many of you may not be Jesus followers. And I want you to know you're welcome here. You're welcome into this conversation of life where we are all learning and growing. That's why it's called Room to Grow. But wherever you find rest, go there. And if you haven't found that place, just begin. I wish you well, friend. Until next time.